Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expositive story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. The last will be first, and the first last. That's what Jesus says. So the last will be first, and the first last. Or another way to put it is, the first shall be last, and the last first. Sounds pretty obvious, right? But what does this mean exactly? In real life, I mean, it sounds obvious, but when you think about it, the words are not that obvious. The last will be first and the first last. So does that mean if you're a winner, you will now be bumped from first to last place? Or does that mean Jesus hates winners? You know, you better not be in first place because God loves the losers who come in last place because they're really in first place, even though they came in 30th. And the guy who came in first really came in 30th. Is that what Jesus means here? The last shall be first and the first last. Jesus said it twice, and he said it in the context of trying to help his disciples understand something profound and something important there in Matthew 19 and in Matthew chapter 20. See, Jesus and his disciples were heading south towards Jerusalem. What was about to occur was the consummation of God's great plan, the fulfillment of centuries of prophecy. Jesus was heading to Jerusalem to die on the cross and then beat death around the head, knock it out, and rise again triumphant. He didn't just knock it out. He defeated sin and death by rising from the dead three days later. He defeated it. And that's going to be triumphant. But he's got to get to Jerusalem to accomplish all of that. And they were in northern Israel, so they had a long way to walk. And while they traveled, Jesus, he was not going to waste that time. He was going to teach. See, I think Jesus never seemed to waste any time. He was a master at multitasking. I mean, Jesus had to as he was bombarded with requests for healing, confronted by scholars and priests looking to defame and tear him down. And then constantly he was peppered with question after question by many of his disciples. And so as he dealt with a question, Jesus ended up teaching. Because in many ways, that is how we learn, right? We learn through problems that we face and the questions that arise from those problems. The disciples were like any other human being when they got discouraged, right? They asked Jesus why. When they saw injustice, they asked how and why. When they faced a mass of hungry people, they asked how and this is impossible. But Jesus kept answering, kept speaking truth to lies hope into fear, and sometimes rebuke when needed. But all the while, Jesus is teaching, explaining, and doing his best to try to educate and help his disciples understand what life in the new kingdom was going to be like, what life as a disciple of him should look like. And sometimes Jesus straight up preached when he taught, but many times Jesus would end up telling a story to make his point. 
He would use a parable to make a complex idea come to life and in the end make better sense to the people listening. And people love stories. And when you explain things through narrative, it has a different way of attaching meaning to you, right? It has a different way of getting under your skin, into your brain. Narrative has a great way of helping us to understand stuff even better. And Jesus knew that. He knew the power of story. Well, on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus wanted to help his disciples understand even better what this term meant, the first shall be last and the last first. And to help them understand what that term meant, what he meant by using that term, Jesus told a story. It goes like this. There once was a landowner who hired workers to work in his vineyard. So this landowner, he got up early. He got up really early, probably around 6 a.m. And he found these people who were willing to work. And he found people who were willing to work for him. Now, he just found people. Some were fat. Some were skinny. Some were tall. Some were short. Some were hairy. Some were bald. You know, the business owner didn't care. He just needed workers. So... When he found willing workers, the people signed on to work for this man. And they signed on to work for this landowner for one coin. And that coin was called a denarius. Now, in our modern day, we work for an hourly wage. So you sign on to work for, say, 10, 15, or 20 bucks an hour. But back in Jesus' day, you signed on to work for coins and for one coin in particular it was called a denarius and one denarius represented one full day of work you worked from dawn to dusk you worked an eight to ten hour shift and then at the end of that shift you got paid one coin you got paid one denarius now, some people, if they were skilled tradesmen or a little fancier, they got more than one denarius, right? Some carpenters got paid two denarius, or, or some other skilled laborers got three denarii for a day's work. Carpenters, like I said, generally made two denarii a day, as opposed to that one denarius the average worker got. But the key was... You agreed with the landowner, the businessman, or whomever you were working for that you would work for a set amount, which in Jesus' day, for the type of general labor these workers were doing in the vineyard, they would get paid one denarius at the end of the day. So, these workers agreed, and they jumped right in and started plucking grapes and digging holes and watering vines, whatever the landowner asked them to do. Well, the landowner noticed, you know, I could use more workers. So he went out again around 9 a.m. and hired more workers. Now, he probably, again, hired those other workers at 6 a.m. And now he hires a, another set of workers at 9 a.m. Well, at noon, the landowner goes out again and hires more laborers. I mean, man, this guy had a lot to accomplish. Or maybe he just had a lot to paint or bushes to chop down. I don't know. But this guy then went out at 3 p.m. and hired more workers. And then finally, he goes out at 5 p.m. and hires some more workers. He found some people standing around doing nothing. 
you know, I don't know, maybe these workers were super lazy and only got going after lunch, or maybe they were out hanging with friends, playing video games, and, you know, they realized I should actually try to make some money. So they went out to find work near the end of the day. <laughs> In fact, the landowner asked them, why are they standing around when he's looking for workers? And, and they say, well, because no one has hired us. And the landowner replies, what? No way. Hey, I will hire you folks. And so he did. And these men and women worked from 5 p.m. until the day ended around evening time. When that time rolled around, the landowner told the foreman to go call all the workers in so they can all get paid. So the foreman probably stepped forward and said, stop work. And they all stopped. Because who wants to continue working on a vineyard when he can go home and sleep? And it's getting dark, near dusk. Stop. Stop working. All right. Come and get paid. Hey, best part of the day. So here come the workers to get paid. Now, if it's summertime, you know, it might stay light a little bit longer. But let's say these men and women worked till about 8 p.m. Well, the workers who showed up at 5 p.m., they only worked three hours. But they lined up to get their pay. And when they came to the table to get paid, the landowner paid them one denarius. What? They've only been working since 5 p.m. They got one denarius. And I imagine if I'm the guy at the back of the line who got there earlier, and I saw the ones who had been working since five show up and they got one denarius maybe he's thinking well i agreed to one denarius but he's given one denarius to people who've only worked three hours well maybe maybe those of us who work longer are going to get more money and so the group who showed up at three they showed up to get paid and the foreman pays them one denarius well, then the workers who showed up at noon, they came over and asked to get paid, and they got paid one denarius. And so it went on and on until the men and women who had shown up at 6 a.m., they worked all day long. They finally came to get paid. You know, they'd been working since 6 a.m. Maybe they stopped for lunch, and then they returned to work, and guess what? They got paid one denarius. Now, does that seem fair? One group had been working their tails off since 6 a.m. and got the money the same as those who had only been working a very short time, like three hours, and they both got paid the same amount? Well, some of the workers were incensed and went and complained, arguing that those who came later should not get paid the same as all those who came earlier and who worked longer. Matthew 20, verse 12 says, These last men put in one hour, and you made them equal to us who bore the burden of the day's work and the burning heat. We've worked long and hot. It was hot today. It was really hot, and you didn't give us a lot of water breaks. In fact, I should bring in OSHA, and we should look at some of the rules laid out here for safety, occupational safety. I don't know if this is right, but either way, we've been working hard in the hot sun all day long, and these men have only put in a little bit of work in fact the bible says one hour so maybe they started at five and quit at six and you made them equal to us 
the men complained, who bore the burden of the day's work and the burning heat. Well, the landowner comes over and he sees the men arguing with the foreman who's trying to pay them the same as the men who only worked one or two or three hours. And the landowner comes over and he stops them arguing. He says, hey, don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Are you jealous because I'm generous? Matthew 20, verse 15. The landowner said, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me on a denarius? Take what's yours and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave you. Matthew 20, verses 13 through 14. In other words, hey, stop complaining, workers, since 6 a.m. I'm giving you exactly what you agreed to. You agreed to work for me from 6 a.m. till let's say 6 or 8 at night for one denarius. You agreed to that. And I am being generous and I'm paying you that. But I also want to be generous to those who barely showed up. And I want to give them the same amount. I want to be generous to them as well. It's my money. Please, don't be greedy. Don't be whiny. Instead, rejoice in my generosity. And Jesus ends this story with these words. The first shall be last and the last first. See, what this story pointed out to his disciples was that God can be generous to whomever he wants and in whatever way he wants. The world has set up rules, right? Who will be honored, how much people or jobs are worth, but that's nothing to God. The kingdom of heaven is like this instead. The Lord will be generous to who he wants, when he wants, and how he wants. The kingdom of heaven loves humility and loves those who serve others. The world loves the opposite. The world loves power, popularity, and grand shows of wealth. But for Jesus in the kingdom, it is the exact opposite. So be humble. Be generous with your money and gifts. Be opposite to the world's vision. Jesus is saying, you as my disciples, you need to remember that the first shall be last and the last first, and that I, Jesus, I, God, can do what I want, and I can be generous with who I want, and I can show grace and generosity to a person who's only worked for two hours, or I can show grace and generosity to somebody who's been my disciple for years. The key is you should be thankful for the generosity. You should be thankful for the gift that I'm giving you. You should be thankful for my grace that I'm giving you. The other truth is that the kingdom of heaven has come to turn the world on its head. The first shall be last and the last first. The kingdom of heaven is going to be generous to those who don't deserve it. The first shall be last, the last first. The kingdom of heaven loves humility, not ego, patience and sacrifice, not power and self. The first shall be last and the last first. That's what the kingdom of heaven is all about. And that's what it means when Jesus says, the first shall be last and the last first. 
Thank you for listening to Bald Head Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.